Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. Polarity has become very lost in our culture, which I talked about on our first night together. And the interesting thing is, a lot of people feel like polarity is can be dishonouring to the idea that we both have masculine and feminine energies inside of us. But the paradox is that the more the feminine is alive in a man, the more presence he has. And the more that a, fem- a woman can really be present to herself and be on purpose the stronger her feminine power is going to be. So I'm not suggesting that internally the cultivation of these energies is not something that is still the core of your practice. What I'm suggesting is that ladies, be like an apricot, not like an oyster. Yeah, you want that hard fucking core that knows who you are, that's totally present to yourself, that can be totally fucking out of control, and on the outside, you're juicy. Rather than what most women I feel are like, which is like oysters. They're hard on the outside and they're tough and they're these strong women who are independent and on the inside they're as fragile as fuck. The more masculine a woman is on the outside in the way that she relates to her partner, actually, the younger her feminine is. Okay? So, and the younger her masculine is. It's, it's, it's all this, it's in relationship. It's like these paradoxical concepts and energies, what I'm trying to get at is that when you really show up for yourself, when a man can really feel his emotional body and hold a lot of presence for that, that's the practice of being a man in relating to a woman. If you can't relate to your own woman, if you can't be compassionate to her, if you can't hold awareness when she's in a storm, guess what's going to happen when you're with an outer woman? And you're either going to deal with that by being very aggressive and needing to be right and having control over or by being dominated. And then with women, if you don't have your own masculine, then you're going to rely on your partner financially emotionally and spiritually, right? The, the feminine expresses through a lot of dependency. And again, that's, that's the feminine in all of us. So what does it look like, do you think? What does polarity look like? If we have a couple and the way that they relate to each other is that the woman is, the woman is mostly in her feminine and the man is mostly in his masculine. Masculine energy is more linear, yeah? It's more connected to God, connected to spirit, or linear in the sense that it's one-directed. It's like I know where I'm going and I know what action I need to take. So what that, in terms of posture, what that looks like, a man who's very polarised in his masculine in relationship he, he, he'll lead and she trusts his lead. 
He's very present. So you'll see that he's, he, he meditates. So it's this kind of balance of meditation and stillness that keeps him connected to spirit and then action that keeps him connected to purpose. Because a man without a purpose is like a feather in the wind and a woman is not going to trust that. And the clearer the purpose, the more that she'll trust it. And then a man who's not connected to God and connected to spirit won't be able to take a woman's consciousness to where she can't take herself. So she won't trust his consciousness and polarity will go. What about the woman? If, if he is very linear and the energy is mostly in leading and action and purpose and stillness, what does the feminine look like? The horizontal line, yeah. Lots of movement. There's lots of flow. So she's the experiencer. So again, it doesn't mean that the masculine's not experiencing. It doesn't mean that the, fe the feminine's not present. It means that when they relate to each other, there's this clear dance of Shiva and Shakti. And really, if a woman doubts a man's directionality, I've done that once or twice with Aaron and the result is very interesting, <laughs> then he will not be happy. Because what you're doing is you're actually destroying his manhood. But then there's that place of, can, is the man worthy of that trust? And if he's losing his masculine essence and is shaky, then she's not, she's not going to. But then also if a woman has issues with trust, no matter how present he is and how on purpose he is, she's not going to. So trust is a really big piece. It's like all a man really wants is to be trusted and all a woman really wants is what? Safety. And what brings safety is that she has the attention of his presence. So it's, it's like the feminine is worshipping the man by saying, I trust the direction that you're taking us. And I trust, I trust that in the world, in terms of your action, and I trust that in the ethers, in terms of your connection to spirit. Make sense? And then what a man's saying is, that I want, to, I, want, I want to feel your shakti. I want to feel your experiencer. I want you to take me into play and flow and into my body because it's so easy for a man not to be in his body, right, to just hold that. So, so it's like this beautiful place of complementary opposites. Now, if we don't find those complementary opposites within, there's codependency. If we do, we find interdependency. So what I find a lot in what I perceive to be overly masculinized Tantra is that there's this, there's independence. There's not codependence, which is great, but there's also not interdependence. It's like, you're a sovereign being, I'm a sovereign being, you work through your shit, even though I fucked three women last week, you purge that. You're a sovereign being, move through it and come back to love. And the feminine need for safety is completely bypassed with spiritual narcissistic notions that everything we have, we need, everything that we need is within. And as I was saying on the first night, if that was true, why would we even fucking incarnate into the human experience? We would just stay in the soul realm. You know, as souls, we said, hey, what would it be like to, to feel separation? 
What would it be like to taste the sweetness of that separation? What would it be like to taste food, to feel pleasure, to enjoy the sensory realms and to dance in those sensory realms together so that everything that we enjoy and everything that we celebrate becomes heightened and the deep sorrows of our heart become comforted and we work as a team to bring children into the world with consciousness. We work together as a team to build businesses that aren't based on money or hierarchical systems, but rather the passion of our hearts when they're fused together. So when interdependence happens, the possibilities are endless and where it ends up is community, I feel. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Elia Tantra School or visit elia.com.au. See you next time.